You are tuned in to Lightworkers Lounge, tales of having a human experience in a spiritual world. Join me with that breath work right there. Let's take a deep breath in. And out. One more, why not? Wow, my chest was tight. I didn't realize that, my goodness. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Lightworkers Lounge. It's your host, Stephanie Powers. Thank you for joining me in this space, in this time. I always love to close my eyes in the beginning of my podcasts, my solo episodes, and imagine where you're at hearing my voice. Maybe you're laying in the tub at night, winding down from a long day. Maybe you're cooking a meal while my voice plays on a Bluetooth speaker. Maybe you're traveling, my voice is in your headphones, and it's very secret, just you and I. I love it. I love to go there. And I love when you guys send me pictures on Instagram of this is where I'm listening to you. It's so cool. And it's so cool to look at the statistics of the show and see that we have listeners in Indonesia. A ton of you are from Australia. That's fascinating to me. Of course, the U.S., Canada, South America, literally everywhere. Europe, hello, London. Hello, London. It's I don't know. I I will never be able to digest it and assimilate it. And that's something I'm probably going to talk about in the podcast today. But thank you. Just flat out, thank you. And while our reach is big, I think it can be bigger. And I want to see if I can follow my human design and my Pisces North Node and my birth chart and see if I can actually, we can actually achieve the success of this show together without a business involved, without formal marketing involved. And the only way we can do that as a team is if you guys leave a review and share the show. Wherever you're listening from, hit the stars button. You don't even have to write anything if you don't want to. Pop a smiley face in it, whatever. But leave a review and share the show. Share it with a friend. If you ever listen to an episode and there's a ton in the archives, you guys know we've got some badass interviews in the treasure chest that is Lightworkers Lounge, right? I've interviewed Dr. Nicole Para, the holistic psychologist. I've had Mr. Scorpio himself, Mark Groves from Create the Love, come on the show. And those were all in 2019. So if you want to go back and listen, we've had Rachel Brayton. Oh, badass. I love her so much. We've had her on the show too. So go back, look at the archives, find some interviews. If you love them, share them. I would so appreciate that. And you guys know, if you want to work with me one-on-one, I offer birth chart readings. And I hope you will join us on Instagram at Stephanie underscore underscore powers and Lightworkers Lounge. I'm brave, huh? Recording a podcast at 5 p.m. on May 5th. 555 going on here. Changes. But I just have so many notes sitting in front of me. So many ruminating thoughts. Trying to work with my human design as an emotional manifester and understand that I work in spurts. 
I am not made for the nine to five grind, grind, grind life. That is not me. And for so long, I tried to do that, like quite literally hopped out of college, got a nine to five and burnt myself out. I got diagnosed with an autoimmune disease. And when you work against your soul, your body, your energetic aura, if you keep going against that feeling, those emotions, that energy, the physical will of course be affected. You guys, if you've worked with me one-on-one, you know, I always carry you on my laptop and say, hold on, I got to go grab a book for this. And that book is Heal Your Body by Louise Hay. And as a prior holistic health coach, I can't tell you how invaluable that book is. It is an index of physical ailments, giving you the connection to the emotional dis-ease in the body. It's fascinating. Highly suggest that book. But I feel inspired under this big lunar eclipse in Scorpio. My moon is in Scorpio. It's my lunar birthday. I feel like a big reset is being hit on my emotional realm and I don't feel the same anymore at all in a really good way. I say this in a very good way. Um, I have been emotionally going through a lot probably since I moved to Denver back in January. And you guys are intuitive. You guys are so used to me sharing everything at all times with you. So you felt it. You picked it up. And I want to thank you guys for giving me respect and space and not swarming me with emails or texts or DMs. I mean, there's been a few here and there, but I never take it personally. It's just people who care about me at the end of the day. That's how I translate it is they care about me doing a pulse check. But no, I haven't been doing well. And it's so difficult for me being an emotional manifester. They say, you're ruled by your emotions. So when you get hit with an emotional wave, just ride it, let it calm down. Well, I, okay, I did that. The wave wasn't ending. It was like I surfed from Hawaii to Los Angeles and it didn't stop. And it just kept going and going. And I finally feel like this lunar eclipse and how funny I started my period today, right on time, uh, beginning a brand new cycle physically, emotionally, all of the ways I feel like a new woman. And I say the word woman with zest and lust and maturity because that's what I feel like, a woman. I don't feel like a little girl anymore. I don't feel like an adolescent who can't make the right decision for herself. I feel confident in everything I've done and everything I'm doing and everything I will do. I used to be so wishy-washy with my decisions and my ideals. A huge thing with my personality and my traumas all coming together is I didn't want to elicit a negative reaction from anyone. And as a result, I wouldn't tell people the truth all the time because I was very afraid of the reaction, Um, which of course, when there's lying or bending things involved, then there can be reactions that you don't want, right? But I have just not lied per se, but just not spoken my truth, told people what I really want or who I really am. Uh, Setting boundaries has always been so difficult for me. Um, 
because it all ties back to my childhood of, you know, that could be a whole other episode when you explain childhood, but it was an adolescence and a childhood of be good because there's issues in the family and I didn't want to stress my single mom out already. She had enough on her plate. So be the good girl, get the good grades, help clean the house, make, do anything you can to show her that she has help because she never did. And so how does that translate as an adult? Bingo. And especially around men, because my father was an angry alcoholic. And then my choice of men has been people who suffer from addiction or mental health, severe mental health issues. What in the Scorpio ruled seventh house? But these are my people. These are the, I'm attracted to really intense, passionate people. And normally that comes with some intense, passionate issues in their life. And those reactions from those people, I can't tell you how many times I've dated someone and the public or just friends or family have been like, you guys are like yin and yang. Steph, you're this light, energetic being with rainbows popping out of her eyes. You're dating like the dark gothic scorpio-esque person like what this is like good girl bad guy cliche here but you know i'm still figuring that one out but what i've come to realize over the past few months is i feel so deeply and it's not always appreciated or fun but it's my gift I feel, feel, feel on such an intense level that I think it scares people away. It makes me feel isolated. It makes me feel like I am too sensitive to be in this world. (laughs) That sounded really dark. I didn't mean it like that. But I just feel like I'm too sensitive. And people are more, like people can bounce back from things. Like I know someone whose cat died last month and they immediately got a new one and I was like oh my gosh I lost both of my cats in a freak accident six years ago now Earth Day was six years I still can't I still can't I can't bond with another animal and don't even get me started on my pug Jeffrey we're not going down that but I just feel so deeply and honestly guys in all transparency I feel like this is why I'm not a mother yet because I am so sensitive and feel things so incredibly penetratingly deeply that what it takes to be a parent and go through the process of conception, carrying a child, birthing a child, and then, oh, that's when the fun begins. The child is here. In a world like the one we currently are in, I don't think I can handle that. I don't. And... I'm turning 35 this year, and so biologically speaking, I have to think about this. I, I, I can't wait. I know a lot of people listening are like, I'm 43, I'm 45, and that, that's great, but I, I don't know if I want to be a parent at that age. I don't think that's for me. I don't know. I don't know. God, universe, angels, they all have a plan, right? God's plan. But I genuinely feel like it hasn't happened because I'm too sensitive. My heart cannot handle it right trauma it sure makes you tolerate a lot of things you don't 
have to or deserve. And that's me. A lot of people really resonated with my podcast episode that we released yesterday. And I had a lot of feedback from people saying, I'm feeling low. I'm feeling scared. I'm feeling like life is upside down. And a very common theme that I read from you guys is you're feeling like you're there for others who aren't there for you. And if this is the most Scorpio thing I've ever heard to tie astrology into this. Scorpio is the healer, the shaman, the alchemist of the Zodiac. And very often when people have strong Scorpio in their chart, they feel like, hey guys, I, I heal. I'm there for everyone. I hold space for everyone. I will give up everything to listen to anyone, but who heals me? And when you are in a space of healing people, and this could translate quite literally to psychologists and nurses and physicians, like real earthly pursuits, who heals the healer? And this is kind of a theme going on under this eclipse in Scorpio is there's a lot of shadows and secrets being revealed and truths that you must face and then go from there and decide who heals the healer. But I found it interesting that a lot of people were saying, I just, I'm so burnt out because I feel like I am there for others and everyone who aren't there for me. And I think there's two ways to look at this. The disempowered side of this is, of course, there's literally people who will use you for your empathic abilities, for your heart, for your level head. And I'm very proud to say that a lot of our Lightworkers Lounge community consists of people who don't have a blazing temper, don't lose control of their emotions because you guys, we can look at people who are projecting wounds onto us and see why they're doing that. And as a result, we think, well, okay, beat up on me. Like, I get it. Project all this shit at me. Go ahead. I can handle it because I know who I am. But I also know what you've been through. And if I don't know, I can only imagine what you've been through to make you behave like that towards someone. So God bless you. I'm not adding on to that plate of yours. And so we hold it all in. But while this is mature and very beautiful, it can also get us feeling the way we're feeling under this big lunar eclipse, which is just burnt out. And like, I'm there for others who aren't there for me because... It can be really hard to stay level-headed during conflict and not lash out, not project. I mean, we all have childhood shit, right? And even if our parents and the family we come from was decent and all right, the people we dealt with in school came from families that were not all right, and they projected on us. You, you can't escape it, which that is another reason why I don't know if I can be a parent because just to look at my innocent little squishy pure baby and think one day someone's going to be mean to you. One day someone's going to want to sexually abuse you. One day someone's going to bully you. I just, yo, all set. All my parents listening to this, I know a lot of you are. If I was wearing a hat, I would be tipping it, but I'm making the motion of bowing to the microphone because I don't know how you do it, but you are stronger than me and I would love to learn from you, so call me. (laughs) But there are people who will use you for your energy when your kindness and your patience and it will be very difficult for you to break the relationship with them, to set a boundary with them because First of all, you're probably afraid that when you do set a boundary with them, 
they're going to overreact and give you the response that your poor empathic heart is not ready to receive. But the other way this could go is you completely lose them. And when you have that type of dynamic where one friend is there for the other, and this could translate to any relationship, family, romantic, friendship, where one is there for the other, but it's not a two-way street, it could literally, it turns into parent-child, which is a very, very strong bond. And a breakup with them is so painful. It's like losing your child to addiction or something. I mean, that's a little exaggerated, but it's, it's painful, right? And we don't want to feel pain because yuck. Now, on the other side of this, playing devil's advocate here, you're there for others who aren't there for you. Are you communicating your love language infrequently? You know, we can tell our friends or our partners our love language, our family, one time, but gosh, what we said in the last podcast episode, the world is so overstimulated. It's just too much. People need reminders. And not only that, but your love language may change. And People need to be updated on that and reminded, hey, this is how I feel loved. A lot of people don't know this, and so they just give love the way they hope to receive it. But that may not be your love language, and so it can leave a relationship feeling very hollow, unbalanced, not fair, so to speak. And this is why I love astrology human design is because this can give you a clue to your partner's love language. What's their Venus sign in? What house or area of life does it really show up in? Um, What's their human design? This is really important to just know their basic human design. Are they a generator, a projector, a reflector, a manifester, a manigen? What is that? because that can tell you a lot about their energy. So it just might need some fine tuning, but you can get there. But with this eclipse, as I was saying, trauma makes you tolerate a lot of things you don't have to or deserve at all. And I think Scorpio ruling trauma and the dark side of things, that is what has come up a lot. And again, I'm recording this on the day of the eclipse and I already feel so much lighter. I was honestly a bit nervous for this day because... It is happening right on my moon in Venus. But since yesterday, I have felt the heaviness dissolve. That's just the best way I can describe what I see in terms of energy is dissolve. And I think that is the word here is Scorpio, trauma, death and rebirth. No matter what area of life you feel like this eclipse is really lighting up for you, the key word here is dissolve. Nothing has to end. Nobody has to go away, although, of course, those are literal things that could happen. But something needs to dissolve so better can come through. And this is not to scare you. This is not fear-mongering. You know, think of who you were when you were 16. (laughs) Do you still wish you were that same person today? Oh, my gosh. If I was, poof. Can only imagine where I would be right now. Probably wouldn't be good. So change, growth, maturation is, should be welcomed. And eclipses, they happen every year, by the way. We, we make them such a big deal here on social media, but they happen every year. I'm making this one sound really intense because it's happening on my personal planets. I'm a Scorpio moon. I got a lot of Scorpio in my chart, so I'm feeling it. And you guys can 
feel that coming from me. People with Aries and Libra in your chart, you're up next. But all of us have Aries and Libra in our chart, so we're all affected by it. But when your personal planets, your sun, moon, rising, Venus, Mars, when they are in those signs, you feel it a lot more. But when you think of Scorpio, you think of darkness, right? And I think of nighttime. There is such a different type of energy at night. You guys used to listen to my podcast episodes that I would sit outside by a pool, 3 a.m., Key West, high as a kite, off of life, no drugs, no alcohol involved, just feeling so lit up. And you guys, the podcast with KJ where she looked at my astro cartography map and has three odds, fingers of gods on my chart in Key West, like, duh. But there's a different energy at night. It's nighttime is when we make love or sometimes when we all fight. Nighttime can be when we feel most lonely or sometimes it can feel when we feel most connected and intimate with people, right? Think of sitting by a fire with someone. Think of going out for a glass of wine at nighttime, sitting on a balcony somewhere with someone like this is intimate, right? When you go to a nightclub and you're dancing with someone and the lights are off, think of just going to any dance, even if it's in public school or going to a nightclub right now, whatever. What do you feel when the lights turn on? Ah, whoa, it's a whole different vibe, right? Think about when you go to a concert and they turn the lights off. Everybody starts screaming, wow, so excited. Nighttime can be exciting, but it's also a time when we can be afraid. We have no problem walking out to our backyard during the day, but when it's nighttime, turn the light on, get a flashlight. Ah, we're scared, but normally there's nothing. We are so afraid of what? our senses can't pick up. And we naturally should. Primarily speaking, you need to have your senses up when you can't see things, right? But this nighttime energy coming in with Scorpio tells us, don't be afraid of what you can't see yet. Do not be afraid of the things you can't see yet. Do not be afraid of the people you haven't met yet. Because when the light turn on when the sun eventually rises and washes over all of those things you thought were really scary you may come to find that they were the very things that you once prayed for hmm interesting you know I wanted to share on this podcast as well that something I've been practicing lately and maybe you guys want to join me in this is I'm not talking about things that my big-ass emotions are feeling and going through until they are assimilated. So often, I get afraid of my own intensity and emotions that I want to jump and talk to friends, that I want to jump and call my mom, that I want to go tell everyone everything and talk about it and record about it, but that's gotten me into some hot water because... I process and go through healing while the people I shocked with my intensity and the things that happened to me and the things I feel are still in the shock of it all, whereas I have healed from it. And so often it's, it's noble. It's applauded to be transparent and vulnerable and share pain and difficult moments with people 
And I'm always going to do that. That's just part of who I am. But I want to process them and feel through them and make sure that I understand them. You know, it's like you're digesting things. I am so used to sharing lessons with you guys in the middle of it before I have digested and processed and assimilated all the lessons from that moment that I'm now in a phase of, okay, let me sit with this, even though I want to go grab the microphone and just blah, be a diary again. But that was the old me. And I think I exposed myself a little too much. While it is what grew Lightworkers Lounge and what I got applauded for being so vulnerable and open on air, it's also something I'm going to pull back on and move a little differently, right? And I think that that's just really healthy for your relationships around you and most importantly for yourself. And this circles back to I'm there for others who aren't there for me. Well, maybe this could be why, right? If somebody is so used to sharing all of their things and venting with you, the moment the tables turn and you try and vent with them, it could be scary if they're not used to you speaking your truth or you know what I'm trying to say? I feel like I'm getting a little sidetracked with this, but the last thing, I heard this quote from Mike Posner on Instagram today and I was like, oh, that is so good. A lot of us feel like we miss opportunities or we ruined a relationship. We missed our shot. We ruined it before we even began. You can't ruin anything with what you didn't know. You can't ruin anything with what you didn't know. A lot of our greatest mistakes, a lot of the things and opportunities and people we do miss are because we weren't educated. It's because we didn't have the knowledge. And what a time to be alive. You've got podcasts and self-help and books for free at your fingertips in order to learn what you weren't taught in adolescence and childhood. But as you know, duality is an, I should just call this duality lounge. It's when you get too caught up in the self-development and self-improvement and don't do enough putting it into practice in the real world that it can become too much. So don't fall down that black hole of Scorpio energy. With that said, this was just a solo episode that I wanted to hop on and talk and freestyle, have a conversation with you guys, share my heart with you. This very much feels like I'm going back to basics and doing Lightworkers Lounge the way it all began, which is just pressing this little red record button on GarageBand, pull on the mic in close, and talking to you guys. And having no script, no agenda, nothing. Just two people feeling the same about life, having a conversation. You know, we humans have a lot to accomplish in this lifetime. I think all of us came here when we did at this time to collectively heal and grow and change things. And I feel like every generation has said that, but boy, look at how much has changed in such little time. 
Do I think we have a lot of things ahead of us that I don't want to think about are going to be that difficult? Yeah. But do I think that we have some of the biggest hearts and brightest minds of like any human population that has ever lived? Oh, yeah. I think we have this beautiful gift of technology. I say that lightly. Mixed with spirituality, mixed with earth-grounded auras. And I think that's the perfect recipe for people who are here to change what has been growing behind the scenes, if you will. And I don't know about you, but I feel honored to be standing next to you on the front lines of this change, of this Aquarian evolution. I am absolutely flattered and honored to have you as my teammate on Team Earth at this time. So, with that said, I hope you feel lighter today as you listen to this. I hope you feel inspired, maybe, to wake up, tackle your to-do list, or just wake up and drink water and move your body and enjoy the sunlight. And enjoy being a human being. And I hope you enjoy these vivid dreams we're all having under this full moon. Holy cow, they've been wild. So wild. And again, I had a school bus in my dream. I always have buses in my dreams. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Lightworkers Lounge. Please leave a review. Please share the show on your social profiles. It means the world to me. And if you want to work with me, go to lightworkers-lounge.com to book a birth chart reading, subscribe to Cosmic Coconuts Astrology School that we just created, or follow us and subscribe to our soon-to-be. I'm not going to tell you. You'll find out. On our Instagram, at Stephanie underscore underscore powers. I'll see you guys next episode. Happy full moon.